So many years ago, I was in Rome, uh, in Italy, uh, with some of my family, and it was a, just a perfect like uh, fall day, uh, early October, and gosh, the sky was just an intense blue, and the weather was perfect. Um, and so my uh, my brother-in-law Leonard and I uh, we walked over to the Vatican from our hotel and. Uh, early, we thought, you know, to beat the line. When we got there, the line was already very quite long. You know, the, all the security stuff they have now. Uh, and so we got at the end of the line and snaked almost all the way around the square. And oh boy, this is going to take a long time. But we got in line. And I was like, you know, uh, line, I'm going to go around and take some pictures. I'll, I'll, I'll come back. And he's like, okay. And so I went and was taking pictures. Now they had just. Uh, uh, cleaned up the colonnade that goes around the entire square. You can see those massive columns that Bernini constructed back in the uh, 16th century, and and they had washed them and made them look beautiful again, like brand new. And all the statues that go along the whole top of that colonnade of the various saints. And so I was trying to take pictures of like the saints, these like zooming on their faces and get that blue background of the sky and. And so I, by the time I was going up and trying to take as many as I could, and I got almost to the front of the line as I was doing this, I said, well, I want to get that building out of the way or whatever it was. So I stepped back, and I was, and I, and I kind of, like, I went into the line. And it was right as they were going into the security. So those people had been in line for a long time. And I, and I went into the line. And I was only getting into the line because I was trying to take a picture. Well, they thought I was trying to cut in line. You know, and they just freaked out on me. These people, they just like, oh, you're cutting in the line, you can't do that, and get out of the line, and which is strange because in, in like in Rome, you know, uh, jumping the queue is like the eighth sacrament. You know, everybody does it, but they they were they were not going to let me do it. And it, I was like, I'm not. I'm just trying to take a picture. Oh no, you're trying to cut. So I, they kind of, you know, pushed me out of the line, and I was just mortified because they're all yelling at me and. And this group is like this little riot you know, that I had started, and and so I just kind of you know sculpt back to my place way down, way down on the end there, and and I was like, Leonard, did you see that? He goes, Yeah. I said, Can you believe they did that? They thought I was trying to cut in the line. He goes, Well, it looked like you were trying to cut in the line. Yeah. <laughs> but I held on to that all day. I was just like so angry that they had like done that, called me out, and embarrassed me, you know. And so. I guess the principle that I want us to maybe focus on a little bit tonight is that in the, that in the spiritual life, you know, there is no cutting in line, right? There is no shortcut in the spiritual life. We don't cut or we don't take uh, shortcuts. We don't cut corners in the spiritual life. We try to, but there isn't, that doesn't work, all right? The, 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 the whole point of the spiritual life is that we're in line. And we're there for a reason. And we gotta do the hard work. And there's no easy way around that. You gotta do the work, brothers and sisters. Grace is grace is given, but it's not cheap. We have to work for it. You know, it's, it, it, like the Sadducees, Pharisees. Who told you to flee from the coming wrath, the Lord? You brood of vipers, you line cutters. What's your deal? Do what everybody else is doing. Get in line and do the work. And so, what's, everybody's there. He, po- he points at them. What's their problem? 
They came out not for repentance, not for the baptism, but to figure out what John was about so they could undermine him, to figure out what John is about so maybe they could bask in his popularity and would rub off on them. There was nothing in it about uh, let's, let's join with John in his baptism and get ready for Jesus. There was none of that. They're line cutters. They're, they're, they're cutting corners. They're, they're doing grace on the cheap. And, and John the Baptist is like, no way. That's not, what, that's not what this is about. I'm here to give you a baptism of water for repentance. In other words, to call to mind the sins that you need, the one who is coming after me, the one who is mightier than I, who is going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire, and he's going to burn all that stuff out of you and get you holy and make you saints. But you've got to figure out what your problem is first. That's what John's about. John's there to tell him what the deal is. John's there to say, hey, what's your problem? What's your wound? What's your issue? What's your sin? Don't, don't think you can get around that. You are not going to receive this baptism, and it is not going to work if you're not willing to put into the Lord's hands the very thing that you're there for. We don't want to be embarrassed. We don't want to change. We don't want anybody calling us out. We don't want to do the hard work. It's grace on the cheap. You brood of vipers, that's what we are. Where's the fruit of your repentance? And I say, you know, the very thing that we think we need to hide from, run away from, avoid, keep away from other people's knowledge, the thing that we're angry about or embarrassed or ashamed of or mortified by is the very thing the Lord is going to use to save your life. Here's an example. Yesterday, I was at uh, the little preschool uh, Christmas program downtown in the gym. Uh, our, our preschoolers there, and, and it was a lovely program there. Just you know, they did a great job, and I did an opening prayer for them. And the gym is filled, all these parents, and you know, people who got there early got to sit in front. People who got there late, all the way they sit all the way in the back. Well, because I did the prayer, I sat up in the front and watched this whole thing. And, and as I was greeting people, uh, somebody that I knew from the parish uh, uh, does ministry here came in. And I was like, oh, you're, you're, you're in the back. And they had to sit in the back row. And, and so uh, as we got to the end of the program, all the kids are out for the, fin- the finale. And, and there's this kid who's maybe 10 feet from me. And I'm like, well, that's, that's that family's kid. You know, the ones that are sitting in the back. So I'm going to be really nice. And I'm going to gain some points with them. I'm going to take a picture of their kid and I'm going to... I have this guy's phone number because he does ministry here and we work together here. And so I, you know, I, I took a picture of what I, who I thought was their kid and, and, and I texted it to him. And I'm waiting for him to get back to me and say, hey, very, that great, thanks. We, that, that's the best picture ever. Well, about 10 minutes later, I got a text. And the, and the guy's like, well, see here, that's very nice. Uh, but that's not my kid. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what are you sending this for, to me for, you know? And so I had the mass last night at uh, downtown at 4.30, and they were there. And so after, and I told that story, uh, and so afterwards, uh, he, they made a point to come up and greet me after mass. He goes, this is my kid. This is the one who was in the program. And the funny thing is that they didn't even look remotely alike. It was so funny. 
but it, and I told Father Pacer that, and he was laughing at me. And, and, and he says, isn't it funny how, how God just will bring moments like that up in our life that, that bring us down and, and you know, embarrass us or humiliate us or remind us that we're not so great? And he uses that. See, picture yourself as one of these guys, these Pharisees or Sadducees. They're coming from the temple. You know, they're, they're high and mighty places in the, the authority structure of Jerusalem. And they got their fancy clothes on and they come all the way down uh, to uh, the, the Jericho Plain, right there by the Jordan River. It's, it's a whole day's journey. They come all the way down there. And they're thinking to themselves, people are going to be like, wow. The Sadducees, the Pharisees are here. Look at that. They're great. They're doing, they're coming down to see John. Aren't they awesome? <laughs> and then John blasts them. Just totally calls them out in front of everybody. And you, and you got to figure that the people there who had been in line all day, and here come the line cutters, they had to have been delighted to hear John do what he did. So, which just compounds the humiliation and embarrassment of, of the scribes and Pharisees. But the, 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 the sad thing is, is that if they had just stayed and taken it and realized what John was doing, they could have had a baptism of repentance. But instead they go back to Jerusalem with a chip on their shoulder, looking for any way to get him and the, the one who he is announcing Jesus. They miss the whole thing. And how oftentimes do we miss the whole thing? Because we cut the line, we do grace on the cheek, we try to cut corners, we avoid the elephant in our, in our interior living room screaming at us, you need to be healed, you need to be forgiven, you need to be humble, you need repentance. And that's what Advent's for, brothers and sisters. You're not here for me to tell you how great you are. You're here so that you can hear the words of John say, what's your issue? What's your problem? What are you running from? Stop it. Pray to the Holy Spirit, the one that Jesus has unleashed through our baptism, that's going to burn it all out of us. Pray to, pray to the Holy Spirit to, to reveal to you what that thing is. Stop hiding. Stop running. Stop cutting corners. Stop cutting the line. And do the work. Pray to the Holy Spirit. Show me what I need to be healed. Show me where I need to be better. Show me where I'm not doing my job. And then, if you pray that, the Holy Spirit's going to reveal it to you. But that's just the beginning. Praying to the Holy Spirit, coming to that interior knowledge by grace of what you, what you need to do in order to be better. Taking the hit, taking the embarrassment, taking the humiliation, take, stop being angry about it, stop running. All of a sudden, it's there. It's, it's right there in front of you. Now, you give that to Jesus. You say, Jesus, I'm inviting you into my, into my mess. I'm inviting you into my life, and I'm asking you to heal me. Because if you don't ask him, to, to, if you don't invite him and then ask, you, ask him to heal you, he's not going to do it because he's not going to violate your free will. Pray to the Holy Spirit for knowledge, then invite Jesus in, and then, let Jesus, then ask Jesus to heal you. And then he's going to heal you. And that's when you have this transformation that repentance has won in your heart so that you can go out and share that love and that healing uh, with, with other people.
That's your job. Stop cutting corners. Stop cutting the line and get to work.